We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. We're going to go into our takeaways from the Rachel Hollis event that we all attended together that was incredible, and we're going to get into a little bit about mapping out events, how to do that, what you should be going to, how to make it all work, etc. So enjoy this week's episode. So I think the one of the most important things that we're seeing and doing with these types of events, any type of event, you're obviously sacrificing something, you know, leaving your kids, flying, getting on a plane, leaving your husband, whatever it looks like, it definitely takes sacrifice. Um, So that's step one. I think anytime you get in the mindset of an event or going to an event, just know right off the bat, you're going to have to make some sacrifices and probably your family's going to have to make some sacrifices too if they, you know, significantly count on you every day. You know, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. And when it kind of got started, I was like, oh shit, (laughs) it's going to be one of those things. And I'm like, we're going to all sing Kumbaya. This is going to be awesome. But honestly, that was probably the best event I've ever been to. And, you know, I think like personal development is super, super important, but it's crazy because even after doing what I've been doing for the last five years and being in a health and wellness company, I learned so much about my own internal health and wellness. And so like to me, my biggest takeaway, the thing that I think sticks out and speaks to me the most and something that I think I'll always, um, you know, kind of practice and remember is why I'm actually doing what I'm doing and why it's important. I focus so much on, on, you know, weight and being skinny. I mean, how many women like struggle with their weight? It's something that, you know, in society and just kind of the world we live in, it's, it, there's so much pressure on us, you know what I mean? To look a certain way and be a certain way. And, and I mean, I would be a liar if I didn't say that it's something that I struggle with and it's something I have to work through in my head all the time. And here I think, you know, like, like I said, we're in a health and wellness company. So I always feel like I'm putting my health and wellness first and taking good supplements and blah, blah, blah. But when I really pay attention to the way I eat sometimes and the things that I do. And if I give up too soon on myself, it really made me step back and say, what am I actually really doing all the things that I'm doing for? Am I doing it because I want to be healthy and because I actually love my body and love myself? Or am I doing it because I want to be skinny? Because that actually is two different things. And I've never looked at it like that until she said a bunch of different things that really made you look at yourself. And I'm like, holy shit. I like do not care as much for myself as I thought I did. Do you know what I mean? Because then I wouldn't self-sabotage. If I don't see the scale drop and lose five pounds or whatever, I wouldn't be like, oh, screw it. It doesn't matter then. I'm just going to go like eat a bag of chips. Do you know what I mean? Like I, like it wouldn't matter. I'd be like, I would pay more attention and be more mindful, even if I didn't see certain things happening. Um, I wouldn't purposely self-sabotage. Well, I think a good analogy that she used was like 
okay, if you're suffering from like X amount of these things or your child, if your child had this many issues going on, what would you do to fix your child or help your child? To me, that was very eye-opening because I think as mothers, like instinctively we would do anything for our children. So it's like she had us like take this little like self-evaluation quiz and it was basically like, okay, well, if your kid had six different issues going on or whatever, wouldn't you be doing everything you could to fix them? Well, why aren't you doing that for yourself? I think that was huge. Really look at yourself. Like, do you really love yourself or are you trying to love what other, what you think other people want to see you looking like? That's, that's tough. Yeah. And one of the, on that same like topic for that specific day, like, obviously I know I'm a mom of girls, but my girls are little, you know, they're one and three. So I've never really spent a whole lot of time thinking, and I should have, because this is something that I carry with me to this day is that my mom was super critical of me. And I know that it was like every bit of it out of love and hope that I would do better or be better or trying to protect me in some way from what other people would say about me if I looked a certain way, did a certain thing, et cetera. I know it came from a good place, but um, I had never really thought a lot, put a lot of thought into the things I, I say to myself, like affecting my children. And so that one was a hard one for me where it was like kind of a smack in the face where it was like, you say these things out loud in front of those little girls. And Jojo's just one. So there's no way she understands right now, but Sissy is three and she does understand. And you're planting that seed in her head right now. You know, one of the things that should have been a huge, like, stop doing this um, to, for me was when my 16 year old stepdaughter was here and I was having an absolute meltdown over what the scale said one day. I mean, like in tears, lost my shit. And she gets in the car and she goes, I just want to tell you that you look so beautiful today. And it was like, I know that was her way of like putting a bandage on this wound that I had, you know what I mean? So that was a huge, huge thing for me where I was like, I, if I want my girls to talk better about themselves and feel better about themselves, then I have to give that to them with myself. You know what, like, to be honest, like through that whole thing, that was one of the big issues. So with like learning to love yourself and your weight, that's one of the biggest things too that I took out of it. And one of the things that she said absolutely broke my freaking heart because I do it all the time. And like you said, you say these things out loud, you're teaching your daughters. I mean, they learn, they listen to everything you do and you're teaching your daughters how to love or not love themselves. And when she was talking about, you know, um, you know, how many of us have not felt good enough. So when you take pictures with your children, you're putting your kids in front of you and you're trying to hide behind them. And she said, how dare you, you know, basically don't teach your daughters to hide. Like, do not do that. Do not teach your daughters to hide and stand back, you know, and it broke my heart because I don't want to be that person that teaches my daughter to hide who she is. I want her you know, them, my two girls to be proud and love who they are and not feel like they have to hide shit because they don't. But if I am like, yeah. And she said like, you're basically getting rid of your existence in your family pictures because what you don't like the way you look like you're erasing your history for like the future to come. Like, Oh, what did grandma Alicia look like? Oh, we don't know because she wouldn't take any pictures or she had somebody in front. You know what I mean? Like you're doing an injustice 
for like generations to come essentially yeah. by it's little doing. things like that I noticed too that that when we were talking about when she was talking about all this that I was like holy crap like I totally do that where it's like you know you stand in the mirror and you put an outfit on and my little three-year-old standing next to me and I like turn and I look and I'm like oh my thighs and I say that out loud and even though I'm not saying oh my god I'm so disgusting I'm such a huge cow I hate myself I might as well be saying that because I'm teaching her that I'm looking in the mirror and saying ugh, my thighs ugh, my arm whatever it is that day that I don't like about myself um we're saying those things out loud and we're teaching them unconsciously that there's something wrong with their thighs or you know what I mean it's just it's something that really opened my eyes and I love when she said you know one of her things was <clears throat> to look in the mirror every day and find something that you love about yourself stare at you know in the mirror every day Find something that you love about yourself and say it out loud to yourself over and over. I think she said like 10 times or something. That's powerful because we're so quick to look in the mirror and be like, oh, I don't like this, or this is disgusting, or this. It's just terrible, the things that we tell ourselves. And I mean, the things that you feed yourselves, I mean, what you, you know, what you feed will grow, what you starve will die. And that is a proven fact. If you keep feeding yourself, negative things about yourself you're going to feel negative about yourself and that's going to reflect in everything you do it's going to reflect you know how you feel as a woman and in turn you know how you feel as a wife or a girlfriend or whatever um, it's to me i feel like it's going to affect your business because you're so self-conscious and your self-esteem is broken down i know because i've been there like i'm fighting through it constantly it's a constant battle and i just think it's terrible and so to me i feel like this event was one of the most eye-opening self-reflections I've ever had because I thought I had my shit together and I learned really fast that I do not and I'm not taking good care of myself mentally and I'm not teaching my daughters the right way to love themselves and that's changing like now yeah I think that was yeah I mean obviously I'm the only one here without daughters but one of the other really strong exercises that we did was there was like this list of like, I've been depressed. I felt suicidal. Um, I struggle with infertility. I've had an eating disorder. Um, my spouse has cheated on me. So there's just like this long list. That, and I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of us and say like how eye-opening this was, I think, to all of us. So you go through and you check off like all the things that apply to you. And then you folded up this piece of paper and then we like switched it around with our neighbors. So obviously it was anonymous. And then they went through all of these struggles and you would stand up representing someone else's paper. It wasn't your paper, but it was someone else's paper and kind of like you could like visually see how many other women were in a similar situation or battling something that you battled. So you just really didn't feel alone. So I think that was super, absolutely loved that activity. Yeah, it was such a um, like community building activity where it was like all the things that were on the list are things that happen every day, like super common, not that they're not at all tragic things or I mean we all know somebody who has lost a child we all know somebody who's been cheated on we all know somebody that has anxiety like these are super common everyday occurrences but they're also all the things that like make each of us feel so alone like because we have these things in our lives and so to see other people standing up for that thing that you checked on your list and to stand up for somebody else it was just really cool 
Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Right. And it was, it was cool to see kind of like a visual of that. So, and I just like, just the incredible, like the entire experience to me, like they had the signs outside for you to take pictures. And I mean, like every detail they had thought of, like, mm-hmm. I was just super, super impressed with the entire experience. Yeah. And like, if anybody like wants to look at how to, how to throw an event, it's that like people love that stuff. People love the little quote. I mean, they had like stickers stuck to the floor of this stadium that we were in and stuck to the wall of the stadium we were in. And when you went to the bathroom, there was these decals on the mirror that was like, you're killing it, sis. And looking good and like all of these positive constantly like constant positive um reminders out of everything they know damn well these girls are gonna be all up in that bathroom taking selfies and stuff and like they had like stuff stuck all over there and like you said like on the walls i just i did i took a (laughs) selfie with the you're killing it sis one i was like cheese yeah yeah i really think of everything they did it was was everyone needs to go to reach yeah I highly recommend it. Um, in fact, they're doing a business one in Austin in November that we've all three as of now have committed to because, you know, obviously it's a business one and it's different content. This was very much personal development. Like you're going to cry, you're going to laugh, you're going to like, shit is going to get real here real quick. You may um, pee, you may pee. Yeah, you may pee your pants, but I also felt like- a lot of jumping. Yeah, lots of jumping. And I felt like it was very non-judgy. Like I didn't feel judged by anyone. Like we partnered up with partners for a couple of different things. And even though this was a definitely a personal development, and we're not like getting paid for this by any means. We just genuinely loved this event and would totally go again and would suggest that if anybody everybody should go. I don't care whether you're in business. I don't care whether you think you need to go. I don't care. Just anyway, it's wonderful. There's other events out there too. We're not just saying this is the only one. There's tons and tons of personal development events. This is just the one that we've been to. But even though this was like a personal development event, I definitely took away a ton of it. Like I took tons of notes on business and building community. And one of the big things for me was uh, a big takeaway for me was the community that she had built. It was literally like an entire staff of people that worked for Hollis Co that each had different jobs and they were each doing different things and and each part may not be a huge part or it could be a huge part of the whole process, but every single person on the team felt like it was their thing and they were all on board 100% with it. It was like their movement, their message, their event. It was like such a community. And I took so much away from that where if you want to find a way to get people to stay, you've got to find a way to create that. Um, And I think that's true for any kind of business at all after seeing what they've created. So that was a huge one for me. I'm really excited about the business one. I really, 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 really am. But I feel like everybody should also get to the personal development part of like her conference because I do think it's probably the best thing I've ever been to <clears throat> as far as that goes. You know what I mean? Because obviously it wasn't fully focused on business. Yeah. So I think easily that transitions into the importance of events in general yes. for your life, for business, for your year, you know, kind of like going into this, like we said, we've already tentatively planned the business one, which is in November. 
Um, but kind of like, what does that look like to you in your network marketing business? If that's something you're doing, then events should be planned. They should be planned well in advance. Like, do you have a budget for events? How many events can you go to? Have you set up these goals, you know, getting to company events, getting to personal development events, getting to generic events, like events are crucial to me. Absolutely. Like one of the top three most important things about your business, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, events cost money, but I think a lot of times people don't take their business serious because if you honestly did take your business serious, then you would join your business knowing that you're going to have to put some money out. Nobody opens a restaurant and thinks it's just going to run with no money. That's silly. You don't start a, a business of any sort and assume that it's not going to cost you something. You have to put some skin in the game. I mean, you know, like our company, it's a multi-million dollar company, right? Why would you assume you could join a multi-million dollar company and not spend any money? Yes, we have ways to cover costs, which, you know, network marketing companies you do and direct selling you do. But I guess my point is, is I think you really should sit down and map out, okay, this is what I'm going to spend every month on, you know, um, this. This is what I'm going to be spending on events that should be included in taking care of your business. Because the thing is, is, you know, personal development, you need it. You might not think so, but you need it because you cannot pour from an empty cup when you're like a shriveled old nothing and you have nothing left to give. How good are you going to be for your team and for your business? You have to pour into yourself. And then, you know, your company um, events as well. You need to be there. You need to represent your company. You need to, you know, like, gather with everybody and, and corporate, whatever you may do for your company. It's important. Events are important, whether it's your company events, personal development events. I know there's tons, you know, of different events all over the world. You can find one and you should be at one. Like I believe at least minimum once a year, like for your company event, and at least minimum once a year for some big personal development, which means at least twice a year, you should be getting your butt to something. And I mean, and then in between that YouTube podcast, you have, you know, but there's something to said about being in person with other people, like-minded people that are there for the same reason, you know, like, like at least I think it was, that said at that Rachel Hollis event, that was very personal. You're crying your freaking eyes out. You're, I mean, you got snot, you got tears, you got whatever. You could be embarrassed. You could feel like an idiot, but everybody's there for the same reason. And, you know, we were all there because we wanted something better. We wanted to actually stop and take a minute, look inside of, you know, you, because if you, you know, don't, you're not going to grow, you know? So, but I mean, I just think like, you know, it's something you do have to plan. You join a business, you make your plan to spend your money to get to events. That has to be, I think. Yeah. And I think that um, when it comes to the personal development and the events around that, like 2019 was a hard year for the three of us. It was a hard year for a lot of people. It just seemed like it was a hard year for like everybody that I talked to. And we were searching for something that was going to get us a jump start into a better year to have to to sort of like close out that year and all that crap that came with it and start our year better and if you feel like that is where you're at and you're searching for like I don't know what to do 
I don't know how to have a better 2020 than I did 2019. It's personal development and it's, that's what you're searching for. Like you may not know that that's what you're searching for, but there is a book, there's an event, there's a podcast, there's a Facebook live, there's something out there that is going to like light bulb you and, and propel you forward. And for us, it was this particular personal development event that we went to. Yeah. I, um, I just want to kind of second that. And even if you find it later in the year, I mean, I think it was great that it was the beginning of the year, obviously, but don't get too caught up on that. You know, if six months later you find yourself in this funk again, go again, go do something similar. You know, maybe we go to Rachel again, maybe we find a different event. Um, but all in all, I think it's one of my top three most important things in your network marketing, direct sales, whatever business, and probably just life in general. Um, it obviously, I didn't know that much about it until now, but it's crucial to me to get to an event. And like Alicia said, and like I say all the time, there's something to be said about being around like-minded people who get what you get and they're doing what you're doing. So, you know, personal development, silly, feeling silly and vulnerable or a business building networking or a generic conference or your company conference or whatever that looks like, just getting to those events could, I mean, I've heard so many testimonies of this changed my business. This changed my mindset, especially those company events. Like when you can get there and just really like mastermind and see all these other people are getting your spouse or non-supportive person to these events. That's huge, especially your company ones in, in my personal opinion. When it comes to, if you are trying to prioritize where you should be, listen, I loved this event. Okay. I loved every second of it, but if you have, if it comes down to a financial thing, a childcare thing, a time thing, a, a work and time off thing, and you cannot get to anything else, you can personally develop yourself at home every single day. You can personally develop yourself while you're cooking your dinner, folding your laundry, driving in your car, in the shower, instead of turning on Netflix, you can turn on a podcast, you can read a book before you go to bed. What? There's so many options, guys. You can personally develop yourself from home. And again, I will never ever take away from the experience of being in a room of people that were doing the same things that I was doing. And that was experiencing the same thing I was experiencing as far as like breakthroughs. It was incredible. But if it does come down to flat out time, money, kids, whatever, and your company has an event, get your butt to that company event, because you can do the other stuff. You can put in that upfront work at home on your own, but you cannot get the experience of your company event from home. I don't, I know there's some companies that live stream things. It's not, not the same. Be, no, it's never, ever, ever going to be the same. It's not going to have the impact. You're not going to build the relationships, you know, like, um, you know, there's people that I didn't think I was going to like very much when I worked with them online, because that's primarily what we do is we work with people online, but then I meet them and I find out that they're actually not bitchy at all. They just have like a super sarcastic or dark sense of humor. And I freaking love it. Like when I get to see it in person. Or bitch faces. Like me, like me. <laughs> like you and Lisa. <laughs> like I'm actually not snotty at all. It's just my face. I can't see. I don't hear well. I'm just old. <laughs> me well hmm, I can't see well how's that <laughs> I really can't see well it, I'm I'm scowling. I can't either 
I'm scowling at you because I can't freaking see you. So come a little closer and we'll have a conversation. Or she'll smack you one or the other. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'll find out when you get closer. But I think this is a good time. And I know we've talked about this before, but it's so crucial. Your etiquette and attitude at these events. And Allie, I'm going to let you tell the story again for anyone that has forgotten this particular story when Allie got started, because I think it's that important. And you know what story I want. It's important to me in my journey. So therefore we're going to make it important to you. So I joined this industry and, and you don't have, this does not have to be at all network marketing related. It could be for any business at all, any, anything. Um, but I joined this business when I was 23 years old. So I had that like young fire excited. I was like, this was my whole world. I was obsessed. I wore all company logoed out everything. Um, I put a decal on the back of my car, like the second that I could afford to get one. Like I was obsessed. And I was so excited and I stalked all these people online that are in my upline and my sidelines. I friended everybody. I joined all these groups. Like I was so excited about what this company offered and the people in it. And I followed them like it was a little scary, maybe like I watched their (laughs) move because listen, I wanted what they had. And I, and I thought I'll just watch them. And if I watch them, I can learn. I'm a quick learner. I'll pick it up and I'll, and I will have what they have if I do what they do. So, um, I followed all these people and I quickly became friends with some of my upline and a sideline member who were really close with like the higher ups. And I was so excited because I joined in May. Our first company conference was in September. So I was like six months into the business. And again, so excited, so on fire. I think I had just hit like the first um, major rank in our company. And I was like, so excited. And so I get to the, the company conference. We nickeled and dimed to get there. We skipped having a honeymoon so that we could come to this event because that's how in love with this whole company and concept that I was and um nickel and dime to get there and I was so excited because I got to sit in the second row behind these leaders in our company because of the friendships I had made I wouldn't normally have been there like I was a nobody and so I got to sit in the second row and I got to watch a particular leader who had hit a really really big rank in our company um, because I was sitting right behind her And so when I sat right behind her, I got to watch her and I watched how she interacted with the people around her. And I watched her talk about other people as they walked into the room. And I watched her talk about other people as they walked by and I watched her talk bad and end up standing up, proclaiming how stupid the speaker on stage was and rushing out of the room. And I thought, um, I'm 23 years old and I was raised that I sit here until that person is done, whether I'm interested or not, because that's the kind and the respectful thing to do. And I watched this person who I had admired for all these months and who had just, like I said, hit this huge rank act that way. And I was like, I can't even explain it to you guys. I was devastated. Like my heart broke. I, when that speaker was done, I walked out of there. It was lunchtime. And I was like, we're packing our bags and we're going home. I'm done. 
I don't want anything to do with this. This isn't what I thought it was. Like I was heartbroken and thank God I had created relationships with people that talked me off the ledge and calmed me down and said, it's not all like that. I promise. I promise. I promise. And I got, I stuck around long enough to learn that it wasn't all like that, but that one experience, I will never, ever, ever in my whole life forget. And I've carried it with me through my entire journey into leadership with this. So I think that, I mean, that's absolutely devastating. And the best advice I can give is for someone who has a huge organization, like the three of us do at this point, a huge organization. Like I'm at the hotel, like smiling and waving at people that I don't even know if they're in our company, but just in case they are, I don't want them to have a bad first experience with me. So it's like, I go into these events, like trying to be like people in the elevator, like, Hey, how are you doing? Just in case they know who I am. And I don't know who they are. Cause I don't want that to happen to them. And I'm sure honestly, at some time in my career, this probably has happened to someone. Maybe they only saw like a small portion of me and got a bad taste in their mouth, or maybe I was having a bad day. But my biggest thing at these events in a leadership role is people are watching you. Mm -hmm. You are going to determine the taste that they have in their mouth. Maybe it's a new recruit. Maybe they leave. Maybe they're just like, I cannot do this. So I just, I want you all to know the impact that you have when you're leading an organization as to, you know, people's experiences and how it goes and how crucially important it is to really like cross your T's and dot your I's at these events. Yeah. You know, to me, it's just simple. Don't be an asshole. Like (laughs) it's just simple. Like, and I practice that, you know, way before network marketing, even being in leadership at church, you know, like you have to pay attention to the people around you. You have to pay attention to how you're treating other people. We all have bad days. We all have, you know, crappy attitudes, but I try with everything that's in me. I'm sure I fail. Like Elisa said, I, I'm sure I have let somebody down or hurt someone's feelings or maybe did something I wasn't aware of, but I try with everything in me to be very aware and to show love to people. I try to hug. I try to touch them. I I probably can't keep my hands off of people enough, but I do think you have to pay attention to what you're doing because when you are in a leadership position, people do watch you. They watch, you know, just like Allie said, they watch what you say. They watch what you do. They want to see how you behave, how you interact with others. And just, you know, like, Rachel Hollis event, how, you know, um, the stuff that we say in front of our daughters, in front of our children rubs off and they imitate your setting the bar and setting the standard for what leadership looks like, you know? So what, what does that look like? Are you going to lead out of love and show people that you're leading with a heart that wants to be kind and wants to, you know, motivate and wants to encourage, or are you going to be ugly and shitty and be a leader that's basically tearing people down and setting a really terrible example. And then, you know, just like our children, you're rubbing off, you know, how you behave and people are watching you you're saying, this is okay, how you should act. You know, this is how you should behave to other people. And it's just, it's something I never, ever, ever want to get caught up in. There's no amount of money you can pay me to walk around acting hateful and ugly. I just don't want to do it. Or like entitled and just, we've all seen that too, or it's just like such a turn Nobody deserves, like nobody is granted anything. You don't deserve shit. Doesn't matter what you came from, where you this, like you, you earn your, you know what I mean? You earn your place with your money. You earn your place with your company. Like, I just think people are so entitled 
Like the world does not owe you. We are all here and we all have to like, you know what I mean? You got to work for you for where you are. You know, you, you have to love people. You can't treat people shitty because you're And even when you get there, you still can't treat people shitty. Like you can't. Well, you know, like, I just think like reverse my story and let's say that you were the leader that was making nasty comments and ugh, every time somebody said or didn't or when somebody walked in the room or you were doing all of these really just bad behavior things and what if you knew that somebody like me who went on to become who was a nobody at that time a nobody went on to become a multiple six-figure earner in your downline what if you were the reason they quit? Like, how would that honestly make you feel? And so that's every time, you know, like if, if there's a tendency to try to act a certain way or to present myself a certain way, even though I may be around people that are not my friend or that I don't like very well or that whatever it may be, I know that there may be that somebody that's a, that has a potential to be a huge leader in this company. And I would never, ever in a million years want to be the reason that they walked away from their dreams ever. And I really think it just comes down to like that thing, like in everything you do in your business, in your family, with yourself, you have to keep your character in check. And I think what people don't, you know, like stop and think about is your character is who you are in the dark. When nobody else is around, when nobody's watching, that's who you are. And you need to keep that in check because if your character was in check, you wouldn't be prancing around pouring shit all over people. Or like, you know what I mean? Like just radiating ugly. So keep right. your character in check. While at events, while at events, make sure that you're on good behavior. Mm-hmm. That's in conclusion here. Whether you're <laughs> nobody or somebody, you better keep your attitude right because someone's always watching. That's so right. I think we got super deep into this. We got a little bit deeper than we expected. But like I said, we want to share the importance of particularly the Rachel Hollis event, our experience events in general, the importance of them and kind of our overall takeaway. So I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode and I hope you all get something out of it and make sure you get to those freaking events. Okay. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life.biz.